0: welcome to be the ceo of your life and business podcast with your hosts laura katina and amy mara this podcast was created for business women in particular who are juggling pursuing their career family life and all of the things that come along with it we know that building a career running a business and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness... They are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work.
1: Welcome back to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business Podcast. Amy and I are excited to have you back this week. Last week, we talked more about professional leadership and your professional capacity. But this week, we're going to talk about leading yourself so that you can lead others because we truly believe that personal and professional leadership are intertwined. And if you're not leading yourself first, you can't lead others. So what are we talking about when we're talking about leading yourself first? We're talking about taking care of your health and wellness, making space for the many, many hats that so many of us wear, and focusing on one thing at a time and taking it literally just one step at a time because you can't decide to make 17 different changes and think that you're going to do a good job making all of them at the same time, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first we'll talk about leading yourself through health and wellness. Do you want to start on that? Sure.
2: I think we've talked about this before and it's been a running theme in our podcast because we are so passionate about it and we do think it's so important in the context of leadership too, because it speaks directly to the priorities that you're making. If you can't make yourself a priority, how can you make anything else a priority? That floor is going to fall out from underneath you. If you don't, stop and make sure that you are taking care of yourself. My favorite all-time phrase is you cannot pour from an empty cup. You can't expect to pour into yourself and to even your immediate circle, your family, your friends, anybody. If you're not pouring into yourself first, you'll have nothing to give. So in the context of leading yourself personally and then translating that into, into leadership and business, how can you expect to show up for a team for a customer, for clients, if you aren't first doing work with you. And so our first stop is always going to be your health and wellness. What are you doing for yourself every day? And I think especially in our industry,
1: many attorneys are not doing anything right for oh, their own yeah. <laughs> health and wellness. We've talked about how many years we've been working on our like personal development routines, but you know, I've said it before, I get up super early in the morning and you have to be intentional about it. And I've had so many people say to me when I get into a discussion about health and wellness, like, are you out of your mind? Why, why do you get up so early in the morning? And I'll say, because if I don't do it, then it's just not going to happen. Totally. Like I tried recently are the library of workouts that I use started having live workouts, uh, three days a week. And so I said to myself, I'm going to do it Mm -hmm. during lunch. So I said, you know what? One o'clock. Perfect. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they have, you know, live classes. I've done one because it's so hard once the day, at least for me, and I know it's the same for you. Totally. Once the day gets going, it's over. Yeah. Like once my kids are up, once I get to my desk, once work starts, you know, with all the activities we have going on with the kids, it's just, it's over. So for me in particular, if I don't, make that separate time first thing in the morning to take care of myself, it won't happen. And I know you, you do the same thing.
2: Yeah. And I'm a creature of habit, just like you are. You are the queen of routine. You wear that crown very well, but I am a creature of habit too. And my husband knows this, that if I wake up late and I'm behind the eight ball and I can't get my workout done or my journaling and gratitude done first thing in the morning, worst day ever. Oh my gosh. (laughs) just like, send it at this point, (laughs) email it in. I don't know what's going to happen. But the other part of this piece about health and wellness is also being really self-aware of what pocket of your day makes most sense to you. So like for you and I, we are morning workout routine people. We work out in the morning. We do gratitude and journaling practices in the morning. For me, that is the most sacred space of my day. And I also know that I'm the most productive right after that time period. So my morning for myself is also the most important part of my day to keep very sacred and very regimented. And I do that for like scheduling things for myself. Mentally, I know I'm going to have my best ideas, my most creative ideas. So part of the process of discovering what health and wellness practices works best for you is you have to do almost like a self audit Where does it work best? If you can't wake up early and do a workout, or if you like, you know, doing a sport and engaging in like some physical activity like that, then maybe it's not for you. Don't force it. Then then adapt and shift gears so that it is the best choice for you. Does that
1: make sense? Yeah. And health and wellness doesn't just include physical things. No. Like working out. So paying attention to what you're putting in your body. Yes. What are you eating? Like when I when I was a younger associate at a large firm, and I think the last time we talked about, I think it was last time how we used to eat lunch, which I loved. It was so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, We used to eat lunch together in a huge conference room and we would order everything. (laughs) Like I, you know, sometimes I brought lunch from home, but back then so many days I was just ordering what everybody else was getting, Chinese food, you name it. We got it. And that was not the best choice for me. Because it Um, made you feel
2: like garbage, right?
1: I felt horrible. Right. But, you know, I was just going with the flow back then and just, you know, not focusing as much on what I was actually putting into my body. But there's things that you can do. I know it's easy to get swept up, especially when you're going to an office every day, you know, into buying food. And if you just take the time to think about what you're eating, if you lack energy, if you lack focus, if you lack clarity... Take a look at what you're putting in your body. Yeah, are you eating breakfast? It's so. I mean, this sounds so ridiculous, but you know how many people I know that don't eat breakfast.
2: Yeah, and you know what? For some people, it might not be like early morning breakfast, but they might need to have something in the morning hours at some point to really kickstart their brain and have brain food, like and not just rely on coffee. You know, that's another which we love. Thing. By the way, we love we coffee. Love coffee. But if I have a cup of coffee after one o'clock in the afternoon, like I Done. will be up all night. Yep, me it, too. <laughs> it really affects me now. And again, that's part of this whole self audit idea of like figuring out what is going to work best for you so that you can show up every day and be the best you.
1: Right. So you have to pay attention to what you're putting in your body with lunch and dinner too. Look, it's really hard, especially for me these days to plan and have dinner on the table every night, because Mm -hmm. we are everywhere. We have sporting events every single night. You know, there are many nights where we're not all home at the same time. So on those nights, even if we're ordering out, I have to think, okay, what is the best option here for myself? Because I know that if I don't eat well, I'm not going to feel well tomorrow. So I have to focus on looking at my week, figuring out when we're going to be home, when we're not, going food shopping on Sunday, buying food for whatever I plan on making during the week and trying as hard as I can to stick to that because what I'm eating, I mean, it really, really matters.
2: And you know, the other thing that everybody has to remember at this point is that we are, we have tried and tested these routines for years now. Like this is not something that we're saying you need to go out and go food shopping on a Sunday and do the same thing that we're doing. Right. You need to just start doing something. Start being more mindful. Start paying attention a little bit more to how you feel. Start putting that energy and that time in, making the time to take care of yourself mentally and physically every day.
1: I think this leads perfectly into the next thing, which is making space for your many hats. And so, you know, something recently, I don't even think I told you this, Kaylee said to me, I think it was last week, she said, what do you like to do for fun? Hmm. And I literally couldn't answer her. Ugh. I could not answer her. Mm-hmm. I know what I liked to do for fun 15 years ago. Right, Mike and I used to vacation. We used to, even last night, we went to uh, an event at Giant Stadium called Fan Fest. And 15 years ago, we were going to football games, tailgating, baseball games, like doing all these things that I love to do that we just haven't done. Cause you guys are huge sports fans, right? So I love sports. sports. My husband loves sports. He's a huge football fan. I love football. And now, you know, my kids love sports, mm-hmm. but when she asked me that question, I was like, I do not know. I, had, I don't know.
2: I had the same conversation. It's weird. Laura and I share a brain. So just <laughs> prepare, buckle up. Okay. <laughs> we do. But I had the same thought process just the other day when I was driving in my car and I'm like, I don't remember the last time that I did something for myself that really like sparked that joy. Like I love to read. I love the way that my days are set up. I love to read. I love to work out. I love to do my work from, you know, the bulk of my day. I love spending time with my family, but like that extra piece, what is that extra piece that like makes us Laura and Amy? Like, what do you like to do for fun? Do you even know? I don't know. <laughs> I could tell you a bunch of things that I like to do, but I do some of them. But it's nothing like, I don't know, extraordinary. I love to take walks. I love hanging out by like any body of water. Just plop me there and I will be happy. I love to read. I love a good cup of coffee. I like to organize things. Like I like to do things that I think I've really developed a liking to because they fit into my mom life. That is so So, accurate. You know, you start to gravitate and you find that like joy. I'm like, wow, I just cleaned out this cabinet. That just sparked joy, you know, but it's true. And if you don't make the space for you individually as Laura, as Amy, you're missing out. And you're, it means that you're, you're focusing way too much on the other areas of life that you're not giving the attention to yourself as it should be. Yeah.
1: I am an admitted workaholic. Mm. Like I could totally, that's why when I was younger working for a big firm, that was perfect for me. I loved going there. I didn't mind working the hours yeah. and I like to work. So if you sit me at my desk at whenever, some days I start like before eight o'clock, I will be there mm-hmm. all day Yeah. and the day flies by and I have no problem with it. And I could just sit there forever and just work all day. And you have to be careful because like when Kaylee asked me that question, you know, it made me think because it's something I've been trying to work on and it's really the reason Mm -hmm. that Amy and I are doing what we're doing because it's not, it's not healthy to have like everything in one basket, like to just work all the time. No, I want to also spend time with my kids and when I'm with them actually be there instead of having my brain still be at my
2: desk. You know, what's a slippery slope though, too, is getting wrapped up into this identity for us as women and working moms. If we put all the eggs in our baskets of mom or wife or attorney, what happens when the floor falls out from one of them? That person that has so aligned themselves to those three identities feel like they're missing a piece of them because they don't realize that they are an individual person who does all of those things. And instead they say, I'm an attorney or I'm a mom or I'm a wife. And they get so wrapped up in that identity that being anything else doesn't make sense to them. I think we talked about this in another episode. We were so wrapped up in the idea that we are the workhorses. We are we are the worker bees. We are, you know, that's the kind of attorney we are that pivoting and saying, I can be A business owner and a businesswoman, what is that going to look like? And being okay with having that different identity. And I know for me, like you were just talking about loving to work and everything. I have found so much joy in building our business and working on our business lately that it has spiraled into like, I want to sit at my desk all day. Like my husband, my kids come home and I'm like... Well, wait, I have two more things I want to think about. Five more minutes. Five yes. more minutes. Yeah. If you keep on wrapping up yourself in that identity of like you're only an attorney or you're only a mom because you're working from home or you're you're a stay at home right mom right now in this season, don't lose sight that you are multifaceted. Like don't lose sight of the other arms and extensions of you.
1: And I think part of part of leading yourself is recognizing that. Yeah. And you will be, you know, better in every area of your life. If you recognize that you do wear all these different hats and sometimes you're going to be focusing more on your business. Like right now, Amy and I are building our business. We're so excited about the plans that we have and the things we want to do. So it's easy to get wrapped up in that. So right now our focus is there, but we also have many other hats that we wear. So when Kaylee asked me what I like to do for fun, I love to go to the beach but my husband hates the beach. (laughs) So (laughs) I said, you know what? We have not been on a vacation in two years. Now, of course last year was COVID, so we didn't do anything. But two years ago, we went to Washington DC and the Jersey shore. And then a couple weeks later, we went to Aruba Mm. for almost a week. And I love being at the beach. So I said, you know what? We live close to the Jersey shore. I'm going to take the kids and I'm going to the beach and we are going tomorrow. Amazing. Mike's not coming. It's
2: going to be a thousand degrees. It's going to be a
1: thousand it, degrees and we'll probably, <laughs> the kids will be complaining and it'll be hot and we'll probably only be there for a couple hours, but I love the beach. Yeah. So I'm not waiting for anybody else to tell me I can go or I'm going. Yeah. So we're doing that tomorrow, but you have to, you know, lead yourself by recognizing all these different things and making space, like Amy said, for the many hats that you wear. And so the last thing that this leads into is focusing on one thing first and one thing at a time.
2: Yeah. Because you can't expect to excel in all of the areas of your life right out the gate. Because if you, I mean, you're superhuman then at that point, because... Which we are not. We are not. (laughs) see, I'm struggling to figure out what I even do for fun. Like I need to work on that area of my life. But you know, when it comes to making these changes in your life and trying to, let's say for an example, incorporating a healthy routine of movement every day for 30 minutes, you just focus on doing that. Try it for like seven days. And I can't say this enough, throw instant gratification out the window. Like, do not think uh, in the context of health and wellness, I'm going to eat a healthy salad. That means I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. Like that logic does not translate in any way, shape or form. Coming from a mom who is postpartum right now and it is not realistic, set some realistic goals for yourself. And that means taking one thing at a time, focusing on that one thing and just trying to achieve it and do well. And you will see that when you start building the confidence in yourself and you reignite that confidence groove in your brain that says, oh, I can make a commitment. I can show up for the commitment. I can keep the promise I make to myself. Wow, I'm doing this. Your brain is going to start searching for more things to do and add on. And you will realize how much more capable you are to expand that focus and do more things and add more too.
1: Yeah, and when you focus on one thing at a time, it's easier to achieve. Totally. So, you, you know, if you want to incorporate like, you know, working out into your routine, but you also want to eat healthier, you also want to read personal development, you also want to do more things that are fun. If you try to do
2: all of those things
1: at once and it doesn't work, it's so defeating.
2: And if you Try to do it and you get those curve balls where it's like your week gets thrown off. People are so quick to throw in the towel, yeah, right? We yeah. joked about it before, but like if I don't get my workout in right away, I'd still try and get it done right? during the day. I still try to show up for the commitment I make, but like you can't just throw in the towel. Just realize that it has to be realistic. And- yeah. It's okay if it doesn't go perfectly.
1: Like if you're a new mom and you are frustrated that you can't do all the things like work full time and get a, an incredible workout in and mm-hmm. eat all the healthy meals, mm-hmm. like start by going for a walk. Yeah, I used to do this after I had Matthew, I had a C-section with some complications, so I could not work out for a while. And I decided that I was going to take him for a walk every afternoon. So that's what I did. Yeah. But you have to recognize that you might only be able to do one of those things right now, and that's okay. Yeah. By focusing on one of those things, you're more likely to succeed at it. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that down, then add something else. Yeah. Then try eating a little bit healthier. Then try getting a little more sleep, like doing you know, whatever it is that you are looking to focus on at that time. So I think it's so important to lead yourself yes. so that you can lead all of the other people in your life at work. If you have a team at work, um, you lead your team, uh, you lead your family, but you can't do any of those things effectively unless you lead yourself first. So we hope this was helpful for you today. To recap, personal and professional leadership are intertwined. You cannot have one without the other. You can't be a good leader in business if you are not leading yourself. You have to lead yourself uh, through health and wellness, making space for the many, many hats that so many of us wear and focusing on one thing at a time. One thing first, take it a step at a time. We hope this was helpful for you today and we look forward to talking to you on the next episode.
0: so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more business women just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.